Welcome back to another episode of the Katcha Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Clayton. It's good to have you. This is season two, which is year two of our podcast. Thanks to everyone who's been along for the ride since uh, since day one, which wasn't that long ago, and uh, all five or six episodes we did last year. So we're going to do more this year, we promise. We already have some guests lined up that um, we're gonna, it's, it'll be cool. Great conversations, really cool perspectives from the hunting community and even more. So excited about that. So let's get into it. This is a topic. Uh, I think the timing is great here. It's, it's January. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Uh, it's a great time to start thinking ahead. So it's never too early to start prepping for the next year's hunt. So today I want to talk to you about something that I feel is one of the most important fundamental keys to success for a backcountry hunter, a backpack hunter. Um, it's often overlooked, um, I think, because it's just not that fun to talk about, to think about. It's a grind. Uh, you probably already guessed it. <laughs> it's physical fitness. So we're going to talk about physical fitness on this podcast. Probably won't be a long one, but I'm going to break it down a little bit. Um, I'm going to break down the types of physical fitness you should focus on, what should be your priorities, uh, what's really important, and kind of how it all works together to make you more successful in the backcountry. So before we get into it, though, um, I want to mention that our long-form hunts, our videos from 2023, they are coming starting this Saturday, January 20th. Every week, we'll be dropping a video on the YouTube channel every Saturday at 8 a.m., so if you, Pacific time, so if you haven't subscribed already, go over to the YouTube channel, Katcha Outdoors, C-A-C-C-I-A, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and it'll let you know when we drop the videos. But every Saturday for the next several Saturdays, uh, you'll be seeing our, our videos come out. So we're excited about it. We did it a little bit different this year. Usually we'll kind of roll out the videos within a month or six weeks of our hunt. We decided to wait until after the new year and then kind of really put the time in and editing and building up the excitement. And uh, we, we did some promo videos. Um, we added a new team member. We talked about that on the, on the last episode. And he did some absolutely incredible stuff in 2023. So you'll want to see these hunts. In fact, his, his hunt is the first one to, to drop this weekend on the 20th. So watch for that. That's exciting stuff. And also, speaking of drops, we've redesigned all of our merch. So we've been in the lab redesigning our logos, our designs. And if, you, if you're familiar with, with our merchandise, all of our designs are specific to what we do. It's something um, that's important to us or a topic that we're passionate about. It's not just an arbitrary logo or something. It's all stuff that's, that means something to us. So look for that to come. Hopefully in February, we'll get all of that out. And then kind of tied into that will be our, our bear hunt that we're going to do with one of you subscribers. So we're super excited about that. We're, we're pretty much narrowed in on, on August for that to do an archery hunt. It's not for sure yet, but it's looking like August and uh, we'll, we'll have more to come on that too. So without further ado, let's get into the topic of fitness, preparing for your 2024 hunts. My takeaway from 2023 was I wasn't without opportunities. In fact, I had some really great opportunities, elk, deer, bears. And when I left those hunts, my, my personal kind of note to myself, like, why did I fail? Why didn't this work out for me? 
it always circled back around to fitness. Now I, I trained for hunting. I trained diligently and I, I trained really hard last summer. Um, but I could have done more. And I realized that when I hit the mountain, especially in Colorado. So we talked about it on the last podcast, you know, hitting that high elevation, something I'd never done before. We're up at 12,000, six or 700 feet. I think is, is as high as we went. I mean, that's a whole nother world up there. And my body was not prepared for that. And it cost me, um, I went home with tag with a tag in my pocket because of that. It cost me, it cost me the hunt. So I determined 2024 was going to be the year that I'm going to be in the absolute best shape of my life. I'm going to set some harsh goals for myself and I'm going to see it through. And there's going to be a difference when I hit the mountain in 2024. And it's looking like I've got another elk hunt coming up, which I'm super excited about. Um, and I know that the training I put in now is going to pay off. I look at it like, like a 401k, like as you trickle money into your 401k in your twenties, your thirties, your forties, like you're going to cash out on that down the road, decades down the road. So you're investing in something, you know, far away. And it might seem like, man, I, I could use that money now, but when it comes time to cash in, you're going to be so glad you put the time in years ago to build up that 401k. Well, it's the same thing with, with your hunting. So yeah, we're not talking about years. We're talking about months here, but starting in January, I mean, you're going to have hunts coming up in August, September. This, the work you put in now will pay dividends, huge dividends come August, September, October. So let's break it down. When I say mountain fitness, fitness, whatever, what am I talking about? So there's three things you need to consider. There's cardiovascular endurance, there's muscular endurance, and there's strength. And they all work together, but they all have their own unique function in the, in the body. And they're all important, but they're not, in my opinion, they're not equally as important. And I'll give you an example. So I've been weight training for a long time. It's just some, a hobby. I love to do it. And the muscles you build in a gym do not translate to endurance with a backpack on your back in the mountain. They just don't. So the muscles you're going to build in the gym, the strength you're going to build in the gym, I, I consider it like it's it's a supplemental thing to what is going to happen, what you're going to use on the mountain, what's what's actually useful in the backcountry. So let me let me start with the definitions of each of these, right? So cardiovascular endurance is the ability of your heart and your lungs to deliver blood and oxygen throughout your body efficiently, quickly. Um, and how long it can sustain circulation and supply during periods of intense physical activity. So if you want to test your cardiovascular system, just go outside and start running. And you'll notice that it's not your legs that give out. If, if your cardiovascular system is not in good shape, it's not your muscles that will give out. It's your, it's your breathing. You're going to get that splitting pain in your, in your ribs, you know, that side cramp. You're going to be out of breath. Your muscles could keep going, but your breathing, your oxygen is going to give out. That's your cardiovascular endurance. Now your muscular endurance. And again, these are, these are tied together. Um, they work in tandem, but they're separate functions. Your muscular endurance. Think of it this way. If you were to go to the gym and you were to, to lay down on the bench press and you were to put a really light weight on the bar, something you can do for a lot of reps. You're going to take the bar off the rack, start repping, 
And when you give out, it won't be because you're out of breath. It'll be because your muscle is fatigued, your chest or your triceps or whatever. So that's your muscular endurance. Now, in the situation of hiking, think of what you're doing. So you have weight on your back. Most of the time, you're not on flat ground. You're either going up or you're going down or you're side hilling. So you're putting a lot of stress and tension on your quads, your glutes, your hamstrings, your hip flexors, your calves. So all these muscles are working over and over and over and over again. So imagine uh, you put you know a 30-pound weight vest on and you go in your garage and you start doing squats. Even if you don't go all the way down, you just do 70% squats and you just start squatting and don't stop. How many squats can you do before you give out? Well, think of that in terms of the mountain. You're putting one foot in front of the other and you're doing a half squat, half lunge on every single step that you're going uphill. Same for downhill. Like it's basically a lunge when you're going downhill. So you're doing this kind of uh, muscular workout thousands of times while you're hiking. So if you don't have the muscular endurance, then you're going to fail, right? You're going to get muscle fatigue. You're going to get cramps. And then when you have um, periods of high exertion, your cardiovascular system is also kicking in. It has to supply blood and oxygen to those muscles. So if you haven't worked out your your heart, your um, your oxygen system, your oxygen delivery system in your body, if it's not uh, adapted, then you're going to fatigue earlier, quicker. Um, so you really have to train those two systems primarily to prepare for backcountry hunting. Now, strength does have its purpose. Like I said, it's you know, it, it serves its, it serves its purpose in the backcountry. You need strength to go up a mountain. You need strength to lift a pack. You need strength to, you know, pack an animal out of the backcountry. But strength is, is kind of like the foundation, but you don't have a house without the rest of it, right? So you need the strength as kind of a baseline, but you have to build the rest of the house. And it's really easy to get, to fall into the trap of, you know, I think uh, I'm good because I'm hitting the gym five times a week. I'm weight training. I'm doing squats, like heavy squats, you know, three sets of 10. I'm doing lunges, three sets of 10. But think of it in terms of backpacking. That strength training you're doing doesn't translate to mountain success because it doesn't replicate what you're doing on the mountain. The best way to train for something is to do that activity. If you want to be a better basketball player, play basketball. If you want to be a better golfer, golf. Now you can do things like when you're in terms of basketball, you can do things like box jumps and you can do lunges and you can do sprints and they're all going to be kind of auxiliary helps to your game, your basketball game. But in the end, if you do that and don't play basketball, you're not going to be a better basketball player. And the same is true for hiking. So I want to give you some of my recommendations in terms of how you can train and prepare for your your upcoming hunts and how you can uh, really maximize your outcome and how you can prepare your cardiovascular system, your endurance, um, and even some strength training and some of the exercises I recommend. But like I said, you, you train for something specific by doing that specific thing. So my first recommendation is always going to be put a pack on and go hike. So you just can't beat it. You're doing the activity that you're going to be doing in the fall. So that's my first recommendation. That's an easy one. But however, like, for example, I live in the Sacramento area here in California, and like mountains are a drive for me. 
to get to any sort of mountain. So, and I don't have time to go hike three times a week. I just don't. So I have to find other ways to train. Now I get out a few times a year and I, I'll do hikes and stuff like that, but it's not something I can rely on week to week to week um, as far as a, a training source. So I have to find other creative ways to build up my endurance, build up my cardiovascular endurance and uh, to prepare for the mountain. So I wanted to get into some of those today and just challenge you starting out the year. I know it's not fun. It's more fun to talk about gear and, you know, tuning in your bow and shooting your rifle and all that. It's fun talking about that stuff. It's not as fun talking about grinding out workouts, but I promise you it will pay off if you, if you follow through. So the first thing I want to talk about is uh, I'm going to give you five exercises that I recommend. Okay. And I'm not even going to mention the hiking. Uh, like I said, I, I, you know, we talked about that a minute ago. It's an obvious one. Go hike to train for hiking. That's, that's obvious. But I'm going to give you five exercises you can do either at the gym or at home around your neighborhood um, that can prepare you for the mountain. Uh, if you do it consistently, you start now, you put the work in, you will see a difference. I promise you. The first thing I'm going to talk about is lower body workouts with a weight vest. And I'm, I'm going to give you several workouts with a weight vest and I'm going to use, and that's going to be like my number one. So they're kind of combining them into my first, um, recommendation for workouts. And I'm going to put a link in the description on YouTube for a weight vest. I bought my weight vest. It's a 20 pounder on Amazon. I'll put a link to it, but you can get any weight vest that it'll work. Just put some weight on your back. You don't need a lot of weight and go out to your garage go to your backyard, your neighborhood, whatever, and you're going to do a combination of three things. You're going to do lunges, you're going to do squats, and you're going to do step-ups. So, like I said, this is my first workout recommendation. So, when I say do squats, lunges, box steps, I don't mean like you would in, a, in strength training at the gym. I mean like sets of 100, and then make it your goal to do sets of 500. If you can get to 1,000, that's even better. You're building your muscular endurance this way. So start small, don't kill yourself, but do rotating sets of 50. Do ro if you can't do 50, do 20. Do 20 lunges each leg, do 20 squats, 20 box steps each leg, and then circle back around until you can do 100, until you can do 200. I think last summer, the highest I got was like 400 of each in one circuit. Um, and I was pretty gassed after that, but I, I did see a difference, a big difference doing these, uh, circuits in my garage with my 20 pound weight vest. And if you want, you can add weight. If you want to be a go getter, do that. That's great. But that's a really effective way. It's cheap, um, or free. If you already have a vest or something you can put over your shoulders, it's a free way to, to start training. It's really effective and it's, it's movements that replicate what you're going to do on the mountain. All right, the second workout I'm going to give you that I recommend is an oldie but a goodie. It's a classic. Can't go wrong. It's running. Go out for a run. It's a great way to build that cardiovascular endurance, your aerobic system. And uh, you'll notice that your, your breathing is the first to go, like I mentioned earlier on. And so it's a great way to get your, your oxygen and blood pumping system up to speed. And so you're getting that delivery throughout your body and just kind of pushing the limits constantly. So if you can only run, you know, five minutes without stopping, 
make it six and then push it to 10 and then do 20 and then get a few miles in building up that cardiovascular endurance. That's a big one. So that's my second recommendation. The third workout that I recommend is the stair machine at the gym. Unless you're one of those people that's went out and purchased a stair machine that you have in your garage or your basement, um, it's going to be something you find at your local gym. I really like the stair machine because it, it really does a good job of combining your cardiovascular system with your muscular system, the endurance systems of both. Um, it really puts both to the test. And you'll find that you're both out of breath and breathing hard and you've got the, you know, the lung cramps and all that, uh, the side cramps. And your muscles are also really fatigued. And that's what you want because that's exactly what you're going to experience on the mountain. So I really like the stair machine as um, a workout that you can do to prep for the mountain. And a good way to approach it is um, start slow and go for a long time. But then don't just let that be your, your workout. You need to change it up. So bump up the speed and reduce your time until you can get that time back up. Let's say you're doing... Um, 10 minute, you start with 10 minutes at level three, right? Well, see if you can get to level four for 10 minutes and then do level four for 12 minutes and then do level five for 10 minutes and then do level six for 10 minutes and then do level six for 12 minutes. See what I mean? Like stagger them up until you can get to where you're doing a higher level, say level 10, level 12, level 13 for 30, 40, 50 minutes an hour. And that will really help build up that endurance, both your cardiovascular system and your muscles. You'll, you'll feel it a lot in your quads, your hip flexors, your calves. It's really effective. So I really like that one for a, a training exercise. Number four, this is my fourth favorite exercise for mountain training. And it is any sort of HIT training. And if you're not familiar with HIT, it's an acronym, high intensity interval training. And what that does is it it's a combination of like bursting exercises with short periods of rest. So you're going to do, it's a really high, like it says, high intensity workout. Um, it can be all sorts of things. It could be, you know, jump roping. It could be box. I'm not even going to start listing them. It could be any number of things. There's tons of really good programs out there. Uh, if you have Netflix, you can, they have a, a new workout uh, portal on Netflix where they have like workout films and if you already have a Netflix account, they're free. You don't have to pay anything extra for them. And they have, um, you can follow along the, the hit training and they have different levels. They'll start at like seven or eight minutes and up to half an hour. Great hit training workouts. I know hit training is big. It's not like one specific workout I'm giving you, but they're all really effective. And I, I encourage you to try different things because it's not necessarily the specific workout that you're doing. It's the fact that you're pushing your body. So you're pushing out a lot of energy and you're maxing out your breathing, then it's a short rest. And then you're maxing out your cardiovascular system again, and then it's a short rest. And you'll find that your endurance is being built slowly um, and and really, well, not really slowly. You'll, you'll see it aggressively expand as you do this HIIT training. HIIT training is a really effective way to really get that cardiovascular system up. And along the way, uh, depending on the program, you also will build your muscular endurance and some strength along the way. I have the um, Insanity program. It sucks, let me just tell you. So I've never, uh, yeah, being vulnerable. I, I've never finished the complete program. I, it's like six days a week. They're 40-minute 40, 40 workouts. You do them six days a week with one rest day for eight weeks, I think, something like that. It's been a while. 
and I've never completed the whole program, like the whole eight weeks, but I've done five weeks, I've done three weeks, I've done six weeks, um, or I'll just plug them in every now and then to do a workout. And man, those things will kick your butt, but it's a great way. You're doing like body weight resistance stuff. Like you're doing squats, you're doing, um, jumping jacks, you're doing push-ups, you're doing, uh, planks, you're doing all kinds of stuff that's actually building some strength, but you're also really pushing that cardiovascular system and the muscular endurance system all at the same time. And man, I, I noticed the, the time that I did it, I think I did it for like six weeks straight. And I noticed I was way more explosive when I was, I used to play a lot of basketball. So I was way more explosive. I was jumping higher. I, I just didn't run out of breath as fast. So yeah, hit training is a really effective way to really push your bodily systems to the limit. All right, last but not least, number five, strength training in the gym. And I save this for last because I think it's the least important, although it is important, it's the least important when it comes to outcomes on the mountain. And I'll, I'll tell you why I think it's the least important. We, we talked about it briefly earlier, but if, I, if you were to take someone who only strength trains, and even if they have a low body fat percentage, and they're, they're lean, they look really healthy, and then you take someone who trains their cardiovascular system and their muscular endurance system aggressively, and, but they don't have the muscle mass, you put them both on the mountain, the person that trains their cardio system and you know, their endurance system, they're going to outpace the weightlifter every single time. It's just gym muscles don't translate to endurance on the mountain. They just don't. But strength does have its place. So like I mentioned earlier, you need strength. You need quad strength. You need back strength. You need core strength. It's going to keep you from getting injuries. It's going to give you that strength that you need to put that pack on your back and support it with your hip muscles, with your back muscles, with your abs. Um, It's useful. So what I recommend in the gym are moderate weight, high rep sets of core workouts. When I say core workouts, I'm talking squats, I'm talking lunges, um, some of the thing, same things I mentioned as far as like your home workout with the vest and doing the really high reps. Well, you can do those same workouts in the gym, but more of like the 10 to 20 rep range, but with more weight to build a strength base. So to building up the, the strength in your quads, building up the strength in your hamstrings, your core strength. So your squats, your lunges, your sit-ups, and if you know how to do them, deadlifts are really effective for a lower back workout. If you're not familiar with deadlifts, don't just jump into it. It can really hurt you. Um, there's some other lower back workouts that are really helpful too. But, And I know that's, that's it's, again, it's not one specific workout that I'm giving you. I'm just telling you to go in the gym and build the strength for those core muscles that you know you'll be using. So I really like workouts and like compound workouts in the gym that build um, overall strength and they're complementary. So when I'm doing a squat, I'm working my glutes, my hamstrings, my quads, my lower back all at the same time. Whereas if you're just doing a leg extension, you're working your quads. So I like these kind of compound exercises that really build a lot of different strength components at the same time. And you're going to use a lot of stabilizing muscles, support muscles, while you're doing these compound workouts. 
We talked about the five workout recommendations that I have. I also want to mention one thing. Now, I a little background on me. I grew up playing basketball, played basketball my entire life since I was a kid. And like 12 years ago, I blew out my knee playing basketball. I slipped on the court on some sweat, came down awkwardly, shattered my knee, ruptured my ACL, tore my MCL. So I had a reconstructive surgery. And then two years later, it was like the tendon was pulling back out of the bone. So I had another reconstructive surgery. So my knee is a mess. All right. It's got scar tissue, arthritis. It's a mess. So it causes me all kinds of problems. It's changed my gait. It's changed my flexion in my leg. And I'm telling you that because I want to mention something that's if if you have any sort of knee pain, knee trouble, arthritis, uh, maybe an injury from years ago, I found something that's really helpful in preparing your knees for the backcountry. And it's really simple. It's if you have access to a treadmill, leave it off and walk backwards, starting with your toe first, push down your toe and step, toe and step. And that puts all the pressure on your knees, but it's a gentle pressure that will build up your joint strength significantly. So I highly recommend you do that. And you can also do another workout where you're going to lean your butt up against the wall and put your legs out in front of you, uh, maybe a foot, foot and a half, two feet out in front of you on your heels and just raise your toes up and down. And that really puts the pressure on the front of your calves and your knees. So those two little exercises, if you do them regularly, it'll really help build up your joint resilience. And um, I just started doing them not that long ago and I've seen a difference. And so I'm excited to see how that translates into less pain when I go hunting later this year and do some scouting and stuff, because every time I go, it's inevitable. My knee swells. um, I get cramps. It's just something I've had to deal with. It's a fact of life now, but I found something that can really help with that. So I'm passing that along to you. It's a really simple workout, little exercise you can do. I'm not saying it'll make a huge difference, especially if you're not somebody that, that, deals with knee pain, but if you want to strengthen your joints, um, add a little something into your routine, it's a great little exercise to, to add in there. So I wanted to pass that along. So that's it. I've given you my five recommendations for exercises you can implement to become a better, more successful, in better shape backpack hunter. And I promise you that, like I said earlier, The work you put in now will pay huge dividends come August, September, October. So start it. Set those goals. Start small and do something every day. Do something every day to push towards those goals. All right, if you followed along the podcast this far and you've gotten to this point, um, awesome. Thanks for tuning in to the the whole episode. And best of luck with your workouts this year. But also, I want to give something away to one of you. So like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we redesigned our merch and we got some really cool stuff and I'm going to give a t-shirt to one of you. So all I need you to do is go over to our Instagram and when this episode drops on Saturday the 20th, we're going to make a post about our long form video that goes live on Saturday morning. We're going to make a post about that. Just tag somebody in the post like the post, tag somebody, and you're entered to win a t-shirt. It's all you have to do. So the Instagram is at Katya Official. So again, all you have to do is go to our Instagram page on Saturday, January 20th. You'll see our post about the new video that's just dropped. Like the post, 
tag somebody in the comments. So hopefully you listen to this podcast between now and then. Go like the post, tag somebody, and then you're entered to win a t-shirt. And if we draw your name, I'll reach out to you on Instagram and we'll get you a t-shirt sent your way. So, all right. So I know that wasn't a super exciting conversation, discussion, whatever. Um, but it's if you implement it, I promise you it'll make a difference. And now's the time to do it. It's January. It's a new year. And let's just be, let's be better hunters this year. So thanks for tuning in. Look forward to episode two. Make sure you tune into the YouTube channel on Saturday when our video drops and we will see you on the next one.